Hello everyone and welcome to Minis and Movies episode 21. I am John Spencer from More Than Dice and I'll be your host tonight. Uh, if you're a patron, thank you for being a patron and uh, you're catching us a little bit early. If you're not a patron, well, thank you for listening anyways because I appreciate all you guys. Uh, I have called an audible from last episode. I know I was going to talk about dwindling metas and then Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, but I got some got crazy busy at work uh, and my free time has been kind of weird and plus other events have... Uh, cause you to think about other topics. So instead tonight I will be talking about Too Many Games Part 2. Uh, so this is uh, you know a follow-up to last episode's topic of Too Many Games. Uh, and then for the movie, uh, in a sad note, uh, Burt Reynolds passed. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll tip one up to him and then we'll talk about Smokey and the Bandit. So uh, let's get started now. Ron! Alright, so Too Many Games Part 2. So last time I talked about, um, I believe Stephen Halterman had a topic that he threw me on Twitter. Thank you, Stephen, if you're listening. And it was all about, you know, do you find your enjoyment of miniature games diminishes the more you play? If so, why? And if not, why not? Uh, he mentions how you can only play one game, otherwise it feels constrained with the time and money to be fully invested in what I'm playing. Um, that's actually caused uh, a, an extra topic in my local group, uh, myself and uh, one of my uh, locals, one of the other if you will, local champions, let's say. One of the ones who gets stuff going. Uh, one of the guys whose house we can play at. He's got a lot of, a lot of uh, space and all. We had this talk, and he's like, you know, thinking about all the games we have, and he gets to 10 games easy, 10 miniature games easily, without trying, of games that he's interested in. And I'm like, oh, you're exaggerating. Then I started counting, and I realized we have very similar numbers on our list, and, uh, I mean, crap, I get there pretty well easily too. So let's talk about too many games a little bit more. So I'm going to roll off my list rapid fire style. Um, for the most part, games that are higher up I am more interested in. Uh, but that's not to be any other, any read right into that other than that. It's just games that came to my head uh, quicker. Uh, I got uh, Star Wars Legion and Warhammer 40k slash Kill Team. They are basically the same game. Uh, Star Wars Armada, Malifaux, Infinity, War Machine of Hordes, uh, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Relic Knights, DC Universe slash Batman, uh, Guild Ball, Blood Bowl, X-Wing, Dark Age, Dust, Gaslands, and Battletech. For those of you counting at home, that is 16 games I'm interested in. Reality-wise, I will never be able to play all those games. So, at that point, back to the topic of too many games, how do you start pruning them down? What do you do? <laughs> I mean, where do you start? Because it's daunting to even look at that and going like, I have all those. I uh, I have several of these, not all of them. There are uh, one, two, three. We'll count that as three, four. <laughs> okay, there's three I don't own any models for. There's another four I own very, very few models for. So let's go through here. Uh, the ones I own no models for is Battletech. I used to have Battletech models, but I gave them away a long time ago. So... That probably won't make the cut. Gaslands, man, it sounds fun, seems easy, but uh, you just don't get good, you don't have time. I don't know, that might be a party game. Might be one where I come and play with the buds, but not gonna gonna buy anything. Um, Dust is a game where I own a model for, but that's just because it's a giant monkey with an autocannon. I was buying that shit anyways. Did not intend to play a game, but I, I was always been interested in it, and if it picks up, I would consider it. But again, man, how, how many games? Uh, Dark Age, I don't have to buy models for because my buddy, the other uh, one who we had a discussion with, hadn't got an extra army for me to play, so if I ever want to play, I can play with that army. So, But again, 
learning the rules in time. It's a cool game, but how much time do we have to learn all this? I mean, especially, you know, as you get, you know, more... As you get a better position at work, it usually comes with more responsibility and thus less time to do things, which is the hell of adulthood. But if you're kids out there. In the next category of games, I own very few models for. Uh, Age of Sigma, I own very few models for. I have a starter set, that's it. But the locals all play it and they love it. So I'm like, look, I'll take money from selling old stuff and I'll buy the starter set and see, you know. I got two different groups of guys who like it, so I'll, I'll play with them. Maybe I'll like it, maybe not. We'll see. I'll at least give it a good old college try. Um, but I'm not going to get too heavy into it. Uh, Relic Knights, I own two complete factions from Wave 1, and I have, uh, you know, Mark II coming, and it's going to be pretty much the same two factions. Uh, and one of my locals, I'll not Brushhead Dave, has that. Another one, uh, Brett Painter has it as well. So there's a couple people there who have models and games. There's other people who are interested. Uh, Kongu the Drumagund, who is relatively local to me, is interested in the game. And some other people have expressed interest, so we might get some traction with that. Uh, Guild Ball? Well, Guild Ball, I own four models for a team. I got an old team box, then bought a mascot because it was super cheap on Miniature Market when I was putting an order and needed to get the free shipping. But I'm not really sure I would... Uh, that's strange. I would actually, you know, buy that game. And play, and play it. I don't have a rule book. I don't have anything, any of the accoutrements. It just seems like it requires way too much in a game that's going to require way too much of my attention to uh, play. Sorry. On on next topic, I had my Hawkman somehow got wedged into a weird spot. DC Universe slash Batman. I own a couple models because they were cool or I like the characters. Um, I bought a uh, Red Hood two-gun guy because I like two-gun Vigilantes, I thought I might use him in my Champions game. Kept his rules card. Don't really care about the character, honestly, but it was a cool model. Um, I also bought Spartan, a.k.a. John Diggle, from Arrow, because I really enjoy that character. And then I got a Hawkman, uh, cheap, because he was an old metal one, as they're switching over to plastic. And, uh, I mean, cheap. Get it, get it cheap enough. Half price is pretty good. Cool model. Paint it. Maybe play. Not really sure I'll play, so... But I have models, and there is a reasonable size group for that. So, it's the possibility. Uh, go next. Uh, what is next? Let's say Blood Bowl and X-Wing are in the same position, where I have tons of models, I have a reasonable amount of skill in the game, and could play it on a whim. X-Wing is easy-peasy. It requires more, less hobby time and money, really, because everything's so cheap. You just buy a, a new ship here or there, and you're good. But it still requires that, you know, playtime, and it is still pretty much normal game playtime. I'm looking forward to the second edition, but can I really afford all that playtime? And that's what kills me. And uh, same with Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl got a re-release. Uh, people were playing it a lot, but, I mean, I loved Blood Bowl when it went back in the day, but I haven't found time to play it. I mean, when you had f four or five games to choose from, sure, you can play a Blood Bowl league and have a great time and go on something else, but nowadays... Crap, it's hard to get a lead together of anything for any amount of time. For those of you who follow my Armada League that hasn't been updated in a while, that's probably dead. Uh, I will count that as a rebel victory. Go us. But a game I love and own models for, I just couldn't get a chance to play. So I gotta take that into account, too. Oh, now on to the ones where I own enough models that I am pretty invested in, and ejecting would not be easy. Any of the games I've mentioned 
So something like Relic Knights would be difficult to eject from, but the money spent, I don't really care. I'm not going to get much from the models and expect from the mo much from the models. They don't take up a lot of space. They would just sit unless an opportunity came to get rid of them, because you never know. Something like Blood Bowl, it is sat since Blood Bowl was a thing before, so it can sit some more. And a lot of the rest is not a lot. It, none, nothing I've mentioned yet except X-Wing takes up any significant amount of space. And X-Wing only because of all the accoutrement. I don't have it all set up properly. But you get the right storage. You can hold on that stuff for forever. Though, honestly, uh, we'll get into that more. I'll, I'll make that part two of the topic uh, tonight. Not not teasing you for future. Uh, War Machine of Hordes. I have a shit ton of stuff. I have four factions. Not complete factions. I have... I'll call them two complete factions and then two partial factions. I have mercenaries, retribution, circle, and minions. Um, the cold hard truth is uh, that game has passed me by. I do not like where it's at from a overall standpoint. Um, it's me, not that you know. It's like you know, it's you, it's not me, it's not you, it's me. It's that kind of thing with it. Um, and honestly, that game is not in a good spot from a life standpoint, which makes me a little sad. I don't want to see any game go away, but it is staring down the barrel of going away. But, uh, you know, it's another game where I would keep one faction. Well, let's talk about it later. Let's talk about how you keep what you keep what you get rid of. Infinity. Infinity, I have uh, my main faction, which is always going to be mercenaries, or in this, in their case, the non-aligned armies finally came out. Um, and I finally started building for that. So that is super cool. Um, so I finally got my army. I have a fair portion of it. I have a fair portion of Hakaslam stuff as well, because I was playing in the meantime. I have slightly more than a Nomad list. I have a Nomad list plus um, a handful of models that aren't usable in another in another army, like the Kapukalki, which was my uh, list of choice because it was the most mercenaries. Uh, I have the starter box worth of Pano and a couple of handful of other models that I've gotten through various means. You know, I bought... Uh, Angel Geraldez's first book, which came with uh, Joan of Arc, which is a fucking fantastic model. And I've sort of kept that... Uh, I, got, I got that starter box with the stuff for very cheap from my buddy Max, and I've just kept it because, you know, no one really needs it. No one's come up and like, I really need to play Panel. Like, oh, I got you covered. And I do have thoughts of painting up and playing that Joan of Arc when I, you know, get painting again and get a little... get my feet back under me and, and get back to where I want to be. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Malifaux, I have Outcasts and Ten Thunders are my main factions. I have a fair amount of Ar uh, Arcanists and a little amount of Rezzers. But there's a third edition coming for that game, so that game's on hold. Not much you can do there. Uh, next in line, Star Wars Armada. I have every Rebel ship, multiples of most of them. I'm pretty well invested and entrenched. It doesn't take up a lot of space. That's, I mean, you, you would keep something like that anyways, but... I really enjoy it. it is my space game of choice. To be fair, there's not a lot of choice, and none of the other ones have really ever piqued my interest. And then Warhammer 40k slash Kill Team. You just got back into that. It takes up a lot of space, but it's easy to throw down. You can always find players. It's a hoot. It's not a game I would ever play seriously. I also enjoy... Um, I have multiple armies, but they're all based on the fact I want to play knights. I want stuff that can, can uh, ally with knights. Example, one of the guys is like, oh, orcs are coming out. You should get all your orcs out. I'm like, no, I'm getting my orcs out. I'm getting to my eBay seller. They're going on eBay because I don't ever want to play that many models again. And they don't work with my knights. I got back into 40k because I saw knights. And I'm like, that's what I want to play with. Big stompy robots. Holy crap. 
that's it. And they did it right, so everything's going to have to be an Imperial Army. I found some Catagen, so I'm like, I get rid of these. Or I keep them. Make a little Catagen for us, run it with my knights. Seems like it could be fun. I'll keep that in mind. But the, the convertibility and coolness of some of these 40k stuff means I'm probably going to keep all that stuff. And then, uh, number one was Star Wars Legion. It's a newcomer. I really like it. It's got some of the best innovative rules. Uh, we're still learning them and find new interactions. And every time I find a new action, it themes a little better, a little fairer. And that's cool. Uh, also a bonus is Fantasy Flight has its pricing model down pat. You know, I went in and I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of want to buy the new Death Watch kill team, the, the actual Death Watch one. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like 60 bucks. It's kind of pricey. Oh. Oh, and they got Legion stuff in. I kind of need to pick up Han Solo and a bottle of these boxes, Rebel Commandos. And I'm like, oh, Han Solo's 15 bucks. Rebel Commandos are like 25? Uh, 40 bucks? Shit, let's go. Not as, it's, it's just, they got their pricing model down. You know, it's, you come in like, uh, I want a model for a conversion. All right, cool. I went and bought a model for a conversion. It's like 10, 15 bucks. Or a box of models is like 20, 25 bucks. It's pretty easy. So that's high on my list. So at this point, I've rambled on about what I have and my sort of thoughts behind it, and then you got to get into, well, start chopping stuff off. Like I said, the, the bottom four or so can just straight go away. Battletech, Gaslands, Dust, Dark Age, th those are games that I have interest in, but with no models, you, you don't start buying models for that. If you're worried about your game time, you can't start buying models for a new game unless it's purely a model you want to paint, like myself and uh, Gregor the Defector, the giant monkey with an autocannon. It was a gorilla, technically, but monkey, you know what I mean. Um, so, you just cut those off. You just put a big X next to those lists. And you can't see it, but I'm on my spreadsheet that I typed up for this. Put X's next to them, because I'm not going to. Something like Guild Ball, where I own so few models, and I got them all super cheap from Miniature Market. Big X. It's not going to happen. I just don't have the time. I don't have the interest in getting, a, getting that deep into a game. That seems like a game that really rewards getting deep into it. And with all these games, you can't. I mean, I could see Guild Ball being a good second game, but on my list, it'd be at best number seven, six. You can't. It can't be. Uh, Blood Bowl, we put a dash next to. We're going to hold on to that stuff, but we're not going to buy anything new for it. Uh, we may not get to play it, but, you know, it takes up limited storage space. I do love the game. It might come at a point where I have a chance to play it, but that's purely a love thing. Um, if you were thinking rationally, you'd go, do I need this? Am I going to play with it ever? Probably not. You get rid of it. But right now, it's making it no harm, so no harm, no foul. Uh, X-Wing also gets a dash, but that's more because it is such an easy game to just break out and play for fun. Uh, in fact, uh, my buddy uh, El Marshall said, like, hey, we can break out all these scenarios again and play with the new rules through all the scenarios like we did the first time. We literally played from... Because uh, the Rebel came with like four scenarios, and each big set came with new scenarios. We played all the way up to the Rebel Transport scenario, and the only reason we stopped there was not because it was getting late. It's because it required three transports, and we had one. And while I'm willing to buy one for mine, neither was willing to buy have two because you don't need them. So there was no way that was going to happen. But it's a good, fun game. It's easy to play. There's a lot of people to play it. That's the kind of stuff you keep. Compact enough, easy to play fun to play. You can just throw it out with some buddies. That That's a keeper. Then uh, I'm going to put an M next to DC Universe slash Batman, because that's one I'm just going to keep for models. Um, you know, I have models I like. 
Uh, you might end up with a playable for at some point. They got Booster Gold and Blue Beetle coming out. I love those characters. Um, I love them actually both ways they have been, be they semi-serious in their own titles or comedy relief in Justice League way back in the day. But I love them, so that, that game will stick around, but it's mostly new models. I mean, right now, three models doesn't take up any appreciable sta- space aside from the fact that Hawkman's wigs are freaking huge. But that's fine. You can find space for something like that. But, but that's... You can always just collect models. In fact, I'll go back to Dust since I own a model I'm going to paint. I'll put an M next to that, too. Relic Knights gets a big question mark. It's coming out. Don't know what's going to happen. But I have enough money in it that I'm going to try to make it happen. But we will see. Um, and, and you have to make those hard decisions. Maybe me and the locals just don't get any traction with it. And it just goes in a box. And like my stuff right now, it just sits for a while until... Either you move and don't feel like moving it, or some opportunity comes to get rid of it. Uh, you know, it is what it is. You do what you got to do and uh, make some decisions there. Uh, in any case, uh, I'll put a question mark there because I'm not sure. Age of Sigmar gets a big, fat, casual. Uh, I'm going to put the number one there. And one means I'm going to keep one army for that. I'm going to get it. I'm going to keep one army. I'm not going to buy anything else. I'm not even going to buy models for this. I'm going to take my... Uh, credit I get from my PayPal seller, my uh, eBay seller, and I'm going to put it towards some of that because most of these other games, and I'll get to them, don't have a lot of models I need to go be getting right now. So do something with it. It's just sitting there otherwise. War Machine Hordes is going to get a one also. That's a game. Uh, I mean, I like the game, but I'm going to put one slash two because I, I would go down. I would get rid of my Retribution in a heartbeat. Someone wants minions, I get rid of minions. Someone wanted Circle, and I still had the minions, I would consider it. But I probably would keep one Hordes and one War Machine Army for the lifetime of the game, however long that may be. Uh, all my friends still play it. It's still a going concern right now. I'm never going to play it. I'm not going to play it that much locally because they're all tournament guys. They're all focused on tournament play. And that's not what I want from a game, much less a game that I dislike building lists for because it's... Uh, too restrictive and too and not what I want let's just say it's not what I want so hard decision if someone offered me enough money would I get rid of all of it I'd certainly consider it I do love my mercenaries but at some point uh, it takes a fair amount of space and I just haven't touched it in almost a year uh, infinity that's one where I want to go down to like one or two factions also I mean I really only have I mean I have four technically uh, I don't want to add any more factions, no matter how cool the models are for it, how cool the starter box is for Aleph and uh, Ariadna. Not doing it. Not my thing. Stick with what I got. Uh, in fact, honestly, I may pare down to just be the one Nomads list, or I-, I built a variant of it also, the one or two Nomads lists. Then maybe just the Hakasam I need for Kapu Kauki and allies for non-aligned armies, then keep my non-aligned army stuff and call it a day after that. Sorry about that. I keep forgetting there's a mute button on these new headphones somewhere. Yeah, so these are new headphones and uh, microphone. Well, not new. New old. Uh, my other one's getting kind of beat up, and I want to try and see if these were actually a going concern. Audio test is pretty good. Let me know what you think. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. I'll hit, up, hit you up with some uh, contact information between the segments. Uh, Malifaux. Malifaux gets a star. It's a, good, a big question mark, let's say. Question mark. There's a third edition coming. I'm not sure how it's going to go. They're doing a little bit... Sounds a little bit like what War Machine's doing with the theme list, but I don't think it's going to be the same way, so it'll probably be okay. But it does mean I'm not sure, and I need to uh, find out. So uh, it gets a big question mark. 
in all likelihood, I would not expand factions. Uh, I would probably throttle back on some of them and just stick to the one outcast slash ten thunders. We'll see which one hit wins. It'd probably be both, let's be honest. I'd probably keep both factions. Armada. Armada's easy. Big one, because I'm not going to buy Imperials. I don't want Imperials. I only have Imperials for starter set purposes. Um, if a deal came, I would consider getting interior Imperials. In fact, I did, but uh, it was Imperials are going on a cool trip with uh, some buddies. You'll hear about that later, too. So I'm going on a trip with some buddies. Legion. Legion's full-on play, but again, one faction. That's a, the bonus of a We'll, we'll call it a four-faction game, since the announcement for Fantasy Flight has hit that there is going to be totally uh, Clone Wars stuff, and, you know, Clone Wars era, so you're going to end up with four factions, which is cool. Four factions where a game gets good. Uh, that's where, you know, X-Wing got good with three factions. I think three factions is doable. Four factions is, is where it starts to get good. I think six is probably ideal. <clears throat> which is funny, something like Relic Knights has got the six. I'm like, six is about right. They can all feel like they play differently. But, so, Legion, I'll keep that. Uh, keep just that. I'm going to try and maybe get the starter set worth of Imperials in case I need to teach somebody. But we'll see what comes out. There might be a better way to teach than having Vader and Luke across the field with some troopers who are just going to die if they get near Vader or Luke. So, we'll see. I'm sure they got something coming for that. But keeping that. And then, uh, War Machine... Uh, sorry, Warhammer 40k slash Kill Team. That's going to get a big fat star because, really, I'm just going to keep my knights and then make lists to go with them. You know, I have enough uh, Adeptus Mechanicus to play a full army just because that was what I played until the Knights came out with a book. And then uh, Death Watch I have because I traded for them. I've put some money into them, but not a lot. And I've really enjoyed putting together the models I have, so they'll hang around. And then I'll just add. I want to paint some Knights and then maybe add some stuff. Like I said, those Catagens I have sitting there. Uh, add that. So the whole focus is anything I can play with my Knights is going to be free reign, potentially. So that's what I decided. So, go over some notes. What do you do when you're getting rid of your stuff? You've decided you need to get rid of stuff. You make a list like this, you start going through. You know, like I've decided maybe Relic Knight needs to go. Maybe one or two factions War Machine Horrors needs to go. Maybe one or two, or one or one, or one and a half factions worth of Infinity needs to go. Malifaux, you gotta take a look, but there's a good chance maybe factions need to go. You know, you just make those hard decisions. It's like, I mean, technically with Warhammer 40k, I've decided that the orcs need to go. I mean, I have a crap ton of orcs. It's a bunch of them already painted. Um, bunch of conversions and stuff. I just, not what I want to do with that game and, you know, not where I'm at anymore. So, you know, that's got to go. So you got to make some hard decisions, get rid of models. Now, we can go into that. We've talked about this in the past, but that's a whole other bag of ball of wax. But, but I think if, if you're honest with yourself and you've decided that you have too many games... You really got to start making those hard decisions. What you keep, what you don't keep. Figure out what you, you and your friends are playing. Get all your friends together. Get, go like dinner or lunch together some weekend or something and talk about it. Hang out, talk, figure out, hey, what are we going to do? You know, it's a group thing. You can't just have, I mean, if it's not one of the big, big games or your local store doesn't have a big, big crew for it, you're going to need to talk to your, your, your group, your personal group, because they're the ones you can play in the games with. So in any case, I hope that uh, gave you some thoughts. Um, if you have any comments on this or any further follow-up questions or anything, or you want to let me know how my current sound is. It's a little cold in Maryland in the end of August right now because of that hurricane coming through, so uh, a little sniffly. Sorry about that. But if you want to contact me, it's at John O. Spencer on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, John Oakland, like the city, Spencer. 
Or you can email me directly at johnoaklandspencer at yahoo.com. Feel free to hit me up. I love hearing from people. I don't have, it doesn't happen too often, but I love it when it happens. And I love getting ideas from you guys because that means it's what you guys want to hear. Now that we uh, have the new format where patrons just get this a month early and everyone can listen to it, uh, it's no longer a, I've got to send you an episode because it's going to be forever before you could hear it. So now it's cheesy peasy. So again, uh, hit me up if you want. Uh, let's go on to the second section. So, movies. Um, I was going to talk about Valerian and the City of a Thousand uh, Planets, but I haven't watched it yet. And as I said at the top, unfortunately, uh, we lost a, uh, I'll call him a great actor, Burt Reynolds. Been in a ton of stuff. Very, very big movie star in my childhood. Very, uh, very key for a lot of the stuff that I enjoyed. So, we're going to tip him back to Burt Reynolds. To Burt Reynolds. Eastbound and down. Run. I feel like I should have been throwing back some uh, cores, but as you know, having cores, East Mississippi is bootlegging, and that's not good for me. So let's talk about, if you will, his super breakout movie, and the only movie to survive a summer was Star Wars, Smokey and the Bandit. Now, I hope most of you have seen Smokey and the Bandit. If not, I hope you guys seek out Smokey and the Bandit. Um, I got it on Blu-ray from Walmart for three bucks or so, five bucks, something like that. Great deal. It's the 40th anniversary of edition because obviously it came out the same time as Star Wars, so it's old. So I can add it is a heck of a movie. It is, it almost defies description on some levels. Um, it's actually written and directed, uh, written partially and directed by Hal Needleman, who is a, who is a, a stuntman. His idea was to make a funny action uh, action comedy that wasn't super violent, which is a super cool idea. So uh, the whole story is Big and Little Enos, who need to be seen, describing them doesn't do them justice, who are father and son, want some cores to uh, celebrate uh, at the festival. And, you know, their boy's going to win, so they want to they celebrate in style with their friends. So they, uh, they, they've been tricking everyone, trying to see if anyone can bring this back, making that bet for money to see if they can bring back cores. Because transporting cores east of Mississippi is bootlegging because back in the 70s, they had weird liquor laws left over from Prohibition. And apparently cores was a pasteurized beer, so it went bad quicker. So that's why you didn't see it everywhere, the things you learn. They start off with that opening when someone gets... Uh, caught for that and the, the cops are like man they make that bet with everyone so they go and find uh they go to a festival and they find burt reynolds who's playing the bandit who's like a legend and the way everyone reacts he really is a legend and it's where you see your hero at start off at legend status he's sort of like the driving version of john wick you're like oh shit he is the man that everyone knows and they basically bet him eighty thousand dollars which in 1977 was a shit ton of money uh, that he can't get uh, 400 cases of cores from Texarkana, Texas to uh, Atlanta, Georgia in 28 hours. So he goes and gets his buddy Cletus, a.k.a. The Snowman, because it's a big CB radio thing. And they drive to Texarkana, Texas and get some beer and on the way back, uh, they get stopped, or Bandit gets stopped by uh, Sally Field playing Frog, a.k.a. Carrie. 
uh, who jumps in his car, and uh, then he's being pursued by one of the most amusing police officers ever put to film, and that is Buford T. Justice, played by the legendary Jackie Gleason. He is so over-the-top, it's just straight funny. It's This whole movie is pretty funny. Uh, honestly, the, the tagline that the, the director sort of said is like, oh, you didn't like that stunt? Wait a second, there'll be another one. Some movies nowadays, like, focus on every stunt, shoot from, like, seven angles, like, oh, look at the stunt, we did the stunt for you. They just do the stunts and continue on with the story, and like, oh, yeah, you'll see another one, don't you worry. <clears throat> and uh, they do the jokes like that, too. There's coming hot and heavy, just little things. Some of you are never, ever going to get just because the time. It's, it's honestly before my time, I get a lot of them, but there's some that people just aren't going to, uh, just aren't going to get. But, man, Jackie Gleason is playing a racist, misogynist, Texas County Mountie. And he does it to a T. He, he's all in. He's chewing scenery. He's, he's, he's really amusing, honestly. And basically, the whole story over there is one giant chase on the way back. Little things happen. I mean, this is not one where your heroes have a lot of growth. The only growth may be that, uh, you know, Bandit and Frog get a little friendly and, uh little romantic at one point but other than that it's just you know it's just fun action comedy you know it's not made to tell a deep story deeper meaning it's just hilarious and that's sort of its strength you know it the jokes come a mile a minute uh, the stunts come a mile a minute and it's just amusing to see cars get wrecked and jumped and cool driving stunts and jokes and the banter between the characters in this are super amusing. And rumor has it that half of it is just, you know, Burt Reynolds or whomever with their co-stars just just ad-libbing. It's, uh, I can't say enough. It's a fun movie. It's worth watching. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, the reviews of it are actually artificially low, and that just downright scares me. Um, it gets a 6.9 on IMDb, 50 from Metacritic. Uh, I'm almost afraid to see what Rotten Tomatoes gives it, but I will find out. It spawned two sequels, neither of which is really worth watching. Uh, it's got a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, much closer. Audience score 85, I think that's where I would actually peg it. This is definitely one where the audience has it right. Critics, I mean, not all critics are going to like it, because it's, again, it's action comedy. It's a little over an hour and a half long, it's super... It flows fast. There's barely a slow moment. Honestly, enjoy the crap out of it. I suggest you check it out. Uh, I'm going to give it... I'm going to use a different rating scale for this one in reference to it. I'm going to give it one can of cores. Just one. That's all you need. Just get going. Um, yeah. So, enjoyed it. Check it out. Ron. Anyways, next time, unless I get called audible again, which I don't plan on it, but I might... Uh, I will talk about uh, Plague Reaper from uh, Twitter, his uh, topic of dwindling metas and how do they hurt the, uh, how much do they hurt the, the, uh, a game and is there a cure for it? I'm also going to hopefully watch Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets if I can get done watching Jack Ryan and uh, give you guys a review on that. So until next time, take care. Thank you guys for supporting us in any way that you do. Ron.